Welcome to the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Danielle. And welcome to the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast, episode 32. Danielle, we yes. have a super sexy topic today. I know. I'm pretty <laughs> excited for it. But you know what? Even though we're just like, uh, I know that everybody wants to hear this because we have been getting nonstop questions. I feel like, Don, I need you to insert a drum roll. So if, while you're, you know, that's just a message. Drum roll, please. Today, we are talking about GDPR. Then I feel like we need that music, the like, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 it's a legal topic. We need the doink, doink from Law and Order. (laughs) Yes. And the reason why this is such a hot topic is because everyone is confused. (laughs) So true. We're hoping to clarify. (laughs) Our biggest goal for this episode is going to be to give you an overview of what GDPR is. If you're just like more letters, I don't want to think about this. We're going to talk to you about how GDPR is going to impact U.S. businesses. And then we're going to give you an overview of how this impacts you in the influencer marketing space. And don't worry, we have a very special checklist that we've prepped for you too. Yes. No panicking allowed. We're going to get... We're going to start with a lot of people out there are probably like, what on earth is GDPR? So GDPR is the General Data Protection Regulation, and it's a European Union law which takes effect on May 25th, 2018. And essentially what it does is it's giving greater protection to an individual's personal information. It places pretty strict requirements onto companies that possess personal data of those located in the EU. And it also gives individuals located in the EU, greater control over how their personal information is collected, stored, and used. So we're talking all things privacy. I know that everybody listening is probably like, I'm in the US. I don't really work with people in the EU. I'm good, right? I can just skip. The answer is probably not. So US companies still have to comply with GDPR if those companies collect or process personal data of any EU residents, regardless of their citizenship. You have to comply if you control or process data of a data subject in the EU or you are offering goods or services to EU citizens or monitoring their behavior. Remember, an EU resident doesn't have to buy anything for it to be considered data collection. Something as simple as a marketing survey, your email list, or collecting comments or a contact form are going to be enough to trigger you needing to be compliant with GDPR. So once you determine whether or not that triggering event has happened, you then need to think about what kind of information does GDPR apply to. So it applies to two types of information, personal information and something called sensitive information. This includes name, location, physical appearance, photos, email address, workplace data, genetic information, a computer's IP address, 
or any information that can be used to establish someone's identity. So it's important to remember that the definition is broad. It's not just information you're inputting. It's information that could be gathered from your computer when you visit a website. What we want to look at now is what does GDPR require? The first piece is that there are stricter consent requirements. So what does that mean? Now, consent must be explicit. And to be explicit, your readers need to consent to you gathering information about them. It has to be voluntary, specific, informed, and unambiguous. So for example, if a company collects email addresses for a project, you need to have a checkbox there that's not already checked, and you need to disclose in clear language the purpose of gathering those email addresses. An example of specific consent is a customer purchasing a service. The company must get explicit consent for each type of processing of that personal data. This means that email promotions and sharing with third-party promoters will each have their own separate checkboxes where someone who's making the purchase is going to click and say, I consent, and then it goes there. So one of the things that's most important to remember is they don't want any more legalese. You can't simply redirect a user to a traditional lengthy terms and conditions document that is filled with terms that they may not understand. You need to make sure that it is unambiguous and clear what you are collecting and what you're using it for. Another important thing to note is companies must gain parental consent for anyone who's under 16 years old. So GDPR essentially is making privacy the default. So strict privacy settings should be automatic and no manual change to settings should be required by the user. GDPR grants very specific right to access data. So a data subject, you say you're going to a website and you're inputting your information, you as the data subject must know where, why, and how your data is being processed. And any company collecting that data has to provide a free copy of a customer's personal data if the customer requested it. And when we say customer, it doesn't necessarily mean someone who's buying something. It can be what we talked about with an email or a comment, an email list or a comment or even the IP address. GDPR also includes the right to be forgotten, which means a data subject or you going to a website can request that all of your data be deleted from a company's server, or you can also request that your data be transferred to another company. In some cases, GDPR requires appointment of a data protection officer, which sounds extremely fancy. However, for most of our listeners, this likely won't be an issue. A data protection officer is only needed when one, an entity regularly monitors personal data on a large scale. Two, it monitors sensitive personal data like race or genetic data. Or three, it's a public authority. And if you need a data protection officer, the officer will serve as a compliance advisor and a point of contact for data subjects and work with EU supervisory authorities. However, like we said, for many of our listeners, you likely are not going to fall into that category that requires the appointment of a data protection officer. Finally, GDPR also requires a 72-hour breach notification. If there's a breach of personal data, 
the company must notify the supervisory authority, which is defined in the GDPR, who that is, within 72 hours, unless the breach is harmless and poses no risk to the individual. If the breach is concluded to be high risk, then the company must also inform the individual as well. So the next big piece is how do I comply with this? So step one, you need to audit the personal data that you have. For a U.S. company, you need to first determine if you have data information that pertains to any EU resident because you need to make sure that you have everything tracked in case there is that request to access the data. And then very, very important, make sure that the third-party providers you work with are GDPR compliant. So when we talk about third-party service providers that many influencers work with, it's going to be things like PayPal. If you are selling something that you can make a purchase through, your email newsletters, your Google Analytics, things along those lines. So make sure that anyone you are working with is also GDPR compliant. So the next thing we need to think about is how you obtain that adequate informed consent that we were talking about. So this is what you need in order for consent now to meet GDPR standards. You have to have a clear statement of consent plain language that's easy to understand, so none of that legalese. It must be a positive opt-in. So your readers or anybody coming to your website who's giving you their information must affirmatively click the checkbox. It can't be checked already, and silence or inaction are not good enough. It has to be separate from your other terms and conditions as well. You also need to explain why you want the data, and what you're going to do with it. This doesn't have to be something that is extremely detailed. You can say, I'm using this for advertising and marketing purposes. We use cookies to help you with your user experience, etc. Next, you need to name any third-party controllers that are going to also rely on the consent. So let's say, for example, you use ConvertKit. You need to say, I use ConvertKit and here's what happens. You also need to explain how the data subject may withdraw consent. So if they need to do that right to be forgotten, you need to offer that information. And you also need to ensure that individuals can refuse consent without detriment. So you can't avoid making consent a precondition of your service. Now, this is not always going to be the easiest display because if somebody declines, there may be certain aspects of your site. Like let's say they decline having cookies available, then the site might not display if you use ads or something along those lines. Just make it clear that if you are declining, it may make it so that the flow and the look and feel are not exactly as designed. What then happens if you don't comply? It isn't clear yet because the law hasn't gone into effect yet how compliance is going to be monitored. However, in the law, penalties can vary and it really depends on the severity of noncompliance, but the maximum fine is 4% of annual global turnover or 20 million euro. None of us want to deal with that. And I don't think it's clear yet that who they're going to be targeting if this is something where bloggers are really going to be hit with this, but... You never want to be in a situation where you can potentially be fined. No one wants to do that, right? Nobody wants to be first. (laughs) Right. No one. No one does. When you are thinking about yourself as a U.S.-based business in the online marketing space, these are some things that we want you to think about that you can do to make sure you are GDPR compliant. First, do an inventory of what data you're collecting. For most people in the online marketing space, that is going to be 
if you have comments enabled, if you are running display ads, if you use affiliate links or you have a newsletter opt-in, and if you're using tracking pixels like the Facebook pixel. Next, if you're using Google Analytics, they are making it easier to adjust the data, but don't ignore the compliance there because IP addresses could be involved. Make sure you're going in to check those data settings because you don't want to be collecting information that you're then not maintaining compliance for. And very importantly, if you don't have a privacy policy, you need one. And you need to also make sure that it is GDPR compliant. Make sure you're clearly asking people to opt in. It may include tick boxes on email opt-ins, or you may even need a plug-in if you have a pixel on your site that's collecting information. Now, if you aren't sure if certain activities on your site require GDPR compliance, don't worry. Like we said at the beginning, we've created a special checklist for people in the influencer marketing space. Go to businessease.com slash GDPR to download your copy. And there we're going to give you an overview of what GDPR is like we did here. And we're also going to review specific scenarios on how to handle the types of permissions that you might need depending on your business. So whether it's affiliate links or display ads or comments, we're going to give you the steps you need to get compliant by May 25th. So you can visit businessease.com slash GDPR or visit the show notes for this episode at businessease.com slash episode 32. And we'll make sure all the links are there. And don't forget, if you need an updated GDPR compliant privacy policy, we have one available in the Businesses store. You can visit businesses.com slash GDPR for the link. And we'd love to hear all about your questions. So visit us in the Businesses HQ and tell us if you have any questions about GDPR or privacy policies. We love talking terms and conditions. And you can find that at businesses.com slash HQ. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group, the Business Ease HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you again next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.